Man, just when you think the May family train has run out at Carolina, here comes another one. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Wednesday, October 12th, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shea. Joining me like he always does every Wednesday is the man, Coach Pack Kilby. And we want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch every single day. Don't forget the show's free and available anywhere you get podcasts so you can subscribe right now to make sure that you don't miss a second of your team every day. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster, so post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. Terms and conditions apply. And oh, Pat Kilby, we are just less than a month away from the first Carolina basketball games of the season, men and women. And that means we are in our drive for five where we're working to get to 5,000 YouTube subscribers. And one of the great things is that each week of October, to help move in that direction, we're doing weekly drawings. If you subscribe to our YouTube channel this week, you're going to be entered for a chance to win this fancy hat. Look at this thing, Pat Kilby. Woo boy, howdy. Got the tags on it and everything. I will mail this directly to you if you win this week's drawing. So everyone that subscribes to the Locked On Tar Heels YouTube channel this week, there will be a drawing on Saturday and we will select a winner and uh, we'll let you know who that is. How about that hat, Pac? What do you think about that? I like that hat. That's got some serious <laughs> right? swag to it. I mean, come on. It's got the rope. You could wear this to football practice. That's wonderful. Shoot, yeah. Wonderful. I wish I wasn't already subscribed. I'd like to win that myself. <laughs> well, okay. So, Pac, here's what we're doing today. Bo May has officially joined the Carolina basketball team as a walk-on. The, the team announced this back on September 28th. And so, Pac and I figured, listen, we've done a preview of every other player on this roster, even the Biscuit Boys. And so, we can't leave our, our boy Bo hanging. Our boy Bo. That should be his nickname. OBB. Love it. And so today on Locked on Tar Heels, that's exactly what we're going to do is introduce you to Bo May, let you get to know him a little bit. You already know his family, obviously, but we want to tell you about him and who he is. And so, Pac, why don't you start? Just run down his bio a little bit, and uh, then we'll get into talking about him more. Sure. Yeah, so we got Bo Sockwell May. Sockwell? Sockwell? Dude, Sockwell. that is a middle name. Okay, pop quiz, Pac. I looked this up to figure out where this middle name came from. Any guesses on where Bo May got the middle name Sockwell? Man, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie here. I, I actually don't have a guess. <laughs> it's because he loves to wear socks. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's actually his mom, Amy's maiden name. And so they gave him that as his, as his middle name. That's funny. It's what we did with our son. Uh, my son is Paxton, just like Pac. It's real name. Pac is short for Paxton. Paxton Jarrett Shade is my mom's maiden name. So I just thought that was cool. That is cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, heck okay. yeah. Anyway, there's your pop quiz for the night. Keep running us through through the bio. All right. So uh, Bo's going to be a junior at uh, UNC. He's uh, the position he plays as a forward. 
Uh, he's six foot eight, 225 pounds. So he fits right into that forward spot. Um, and that sounds from, like a very familiar frame to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who else was six, eight, hmm. roughly 225 for the Tar Heels with the same last name. Yeah. Uh, hometown of Huntersville, North Carolina from Hugh High School, uh, Team United AAU team. Um, he will be repping. Mo will be repping number 40 for the Tar Heels. Little Harrison uh, Barnes action, baby. Right. <laughs> um, two stars out of high school. I didn't, which is funny because I didn't know that. Honestly, I didn't know that Bo was a brother of the Maze until he joined Carolina's team. That's how little I knew about this. So, uh, two star out of high school. You can find Bo on Twitter at Bo, B E A U underscore May. And that's May with an E on the end. And then Instagram handle is Bo underscore May. Love all of that. And yeah, that family connection, we're, we're talking about it. Let's just make sure, I'm, I'm guessing most people checking in with us already know the rundown, but let's make sure we all got it. So Mark May, the, the father, the Potter familius of this whole crew, played quarterback for the Tar Heels, 84 to 87. I was born in 1984, so that makes me feel a little bit young. Although, Peck, I know you're younger than me, so that makes you think that I'm super old. So whatever. Uh, <laughs> the mom, Amy May, uh, was a standout high school basketball player. Could have played in college, but she chose not to. Obviously, everyone knows Luke May, who played basketball for the Tar Heels from 2015 through 2019, national champion in 2017. If you know the story, you probably also know that Cole May was a pitcher at Florida that won a national championship that same year for the Gators baseball team. And then obviously right now, Drake May is the quarterback QB1 for the Tar Heels football team red shirt freshman. And so when I look at, at Bo, he legit pack looks so much like Luke to me. The bushy eyebrows, the beard, it's all there. He's a little thinner in the face, about 15 pounds lighter but um honestly though like as much as they look like when i look at pictures of luke and cole side by side like they are spitting images of one another and so to me that's pretty pretty wacky so the birth order of the may boys is luke cole Bo, and then drake is the baby baby drake and so maybe for some people since you just heard about Bo, you might assume that he's the youngest but he is actually a little bit older than Drake is. And so my question, uh, you know, Mark May, quarterback at North Carolina, Luke, basketball at Carolina, Bo, basketball at Carolina, Drake, football at Carolina. How on earth did Coach Fox let Cole get away and go to Florida? What is happening there? Man, you got to get some revisionist history and get him to the Tar Heel baseball team. Uh, That would have been a much better thing. So family connections brings up Forest Pack, another pop quiz that I want to put to you. You ready? I'm ready. Prior to this year, who were the last brothers to play for the Tar Heels? All right. So I have two answers here. Uh, if we're talking about play at the same time. Yes. Let's say simultaneously. Simultaneously. I think it's David and Travis Ware. That's That would be absolutely correct. Now, we've okay. also, since then, you said you had another answer as well, and I'm guessing it's not simultaneous. Correct. Yeah, it's like Luke and, and Bo here is uh, P.J. Tokido and Seth Trimble. 
was there. Yes, that's right. JP Tokato, Seth Trimble uh, would be, it's funny because that's another this year with Seth Trimble. And then you also think Mac to the Miller brothers. We had Wes and Walker. And I uh, know they're not biological brothers or they're stepbrothers, um, but, or they have, they're stepbrothers. And so you got that, but um, those are the ones I believe that's the only ones. If, if we're missing anybody, folks, make sure you let us know any other brothers that we might be missing. Anyway, it's so cool to have all these family connections um, just running rampant through the Tar Heels program. We've seen all these, bro- Oh, we're forgetting cam and puff. Holy smokes. Of course, we got to get them in there. (laughs) Man, so many brothers coming through, and it's it's pretty neat to see. But, yeah, the Ware twins would have been uh, the last ones to play simultaneously, which obviously Luke and and Bo are not playing simultaneously. But it just brings up fun family questions to ask. And speaking of good questions to ask, how on earth did we get to this point? How did Bo get to Carolina, and why is he a walk-on? I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that in just a second after we talk about LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You wanna be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's incredibly easy to post a free job, so why not give it a try? Add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your profile to let people know that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can figure out who you want to interview and ultimately hire. You want to finish the year strong and the right new hire can help you do just that. Just like Bo Bo May might be just the guy to help Carolina win this season. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, Pac, so let's talk a little bit about how we got to this point. I know we we don't have any college stats to talk about from Bo because he's not been playing up to this point, but we do have some knowledge of his high school stats. And so would you just share um, some of his stats from his upperclassman years of high school? Yeah, you bet. So his junior year, uh, Bo was 16 and a half points a game and 9, 9.8 rebounds per game until he ran into um, a season-ending knee injury. Um, yeah, and so uh, that, I mean, obviously that's going to put a damper on things. So going into his senior year, uh, he wasn't quite the player he was to begin his junior year, uh, but nonetheless still effective, 13.1 points per game, 7.2 rebounds. Yeah. Um, made it to the 2020 state playoffs. In those three games – of the playoffs, 26 and a half points and 13 rebounds. So I'd say uh, a lot like his brother, he's pretty, pretty good in the clutch there because he really upped his performance in the playoffs there. Yeah, I mean, that's ridiculous to make that kind of leap um, from the regular season to what you're doing in the playoffs, not to mention what he's doing uh, with, with assists, able as a big guy to, to have good vision and, and get it get it out and get it going there. And so um, you love to see it. But as you said, had knee injuries um, from from the research I've done about Bo, 
has had nine knee surgeries to this point. I think that's a big part of, of why um, he wasn't as highly recruited because clearly he's got the build and the frame and uh, I mean the May family genes. And so you would think he's got that athletic capability to do what he needs to do, but just, I think that's probably set him back a good bit. So how did we get from high school to where we are today? Um, Similar to Luke's story, Bo had several like low D1 interests, um, D2 schools, D3 schools kind of all over him, honestly, uh, but then ultimately decided to come to Carolina as just like Johnny Q student. That's just what I, how I refer to the average everyday student that's not a, a student athlete. And so came um, as a freshman to Carolina, was doing that, um, but then uh, had plans for last year to go to Emory and Henry, which is a D3 school in Virginia. Interestingly, um, I played against them at, um, in tennis in college. I played on the tennis team at Milligan College, and we played against Emory and Henry. But unfortunately, Bo had another knee injury at the end of his freshman year at Carolina, and so just ended up coming back to school last year for his sophomore year as just a player, uh, excuse me, as just a Johnny Q student. And then um, worked really hard, was back in shape and decided, yeah, I, you know, like similar to how he was going to go play for Emory and Henry, like I do want to get back into basketball. And so here he is, worked out with the team and was able to make it as a walk on. And so trained, rehabbed, he's good to go. He's ready to be part of this team. What a fun story that is, Peck. Yeah, absolutely. And just the resiliency to battle back after nine knee surgeries man that's pretty impressive to me and just shows how much he loves the game and wants to be a part of Carolina family but he's willing to continue to battle through that just to be a part of just be a part of the program so yeah I think that's pretty cool yeah absolutely it is and so um you know because he's not been playing much the past several years really all we have to go on is is some of his high school tape and and notes from coaches and things like that but um Clearly, uh, we, we saw it at live action. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. But um, we see in him a good shot. Um, just looks clean, repeatable, you know, looks um, very good form. Very similar to uh, Luke's form, quite honestly. Um, just the way he, like I saw one of the highlight videos of him I watch. Just the way, like I, you know, obviously that Kentucky shot is the one I've seen so much in, in my life. And just the way Luke gets that up and is just like up here, like complete replication of that exact same thing from uh, Brother Bo there that we're seeing. And so you love that. Also, um, average his senior year, 2.2 assists per game for a guy at his position. You love that as uh, as a strength in his game. In, in terms of weaknesses, uh, I mean, the biggest thing I think we would have to look at is this injury history, right? Like, um, yeah when you've had these nine knee uh, surgeries, like you, you think of recent people like uh, a Sterling Manley is a great example of that, of somebody who's just not really been able to overcome that and be a full go for the Tar Heels in his career. And so as, as you look at Bo, anything else that's standing out um, to you initially pack on strengths and weaknesses? No, I think you nailed it. Um, obviously his form looks really strong and um, he's capable shooter as he showed us at the uh, live action last Friday night, but I'm with you, you know, weaknesses, the, the injuries concern me and not just because he's maybe injury prone, but just because 
the wear and tear of an entire season in practice, I mean, that cannot feel good on your knees, especially after that much surgery and Absolutely. much injury to him. So uh, I just have a lot of respect for him to to keep playing the game, knowing, you know, he's not going to come in and play some huge role. He just wants to be a part of the program and play the game because he loves it and he enjoys it. So uh, a lot of respect to both for that and um, just his ability to overcome that. Him. Yes, absolutely. And so you, you talked a little bit about um, kind of the, the expectations of, of what, you know, probably won't be playing all that much. But when we look at kind of walk-ons and walk-ons under Hubert Davis, we don't have a ton to go on. Again, we're still in that small sample size era for Coach Davis. But what, what can we expect maybe in terms of playing time based on some of what we've seen last year from the walk-ons? Yeah, um, you know, last year, uh, Ryan McAdoo played in seven games. Dewey played in six. Creighton played in five. Jackson and Rob, they played in three. So uh, he's going to get some burn and potentially even more burn um, than the last year's walk-ons got just because this team should be more dominant from the start. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, we take, you know, take advantage of games quicker and earlier, and then the walk-ons can uh, – the Biscuit Boys can get in there and get some burn <laughs> at the end of the games. So hopefully uh, we're seeing them a lot more. If we are, that means good things, Tarko mentioned. That means good That's things. That's right. Absolutely. One one thing I would be, I'm really curious to see, and, and this is really just um, kind of, you know, first, first couple seasons of this, but in this era now of the transfer portal where you're having to constantly re-recruit your current roster, I wonder if Coach Davis – will play more of those like scholarship guys that aren't as much in the rotation to help them feel like they're getting more time, um, like longer than typically a coach would do. So, you know, we're probably talking about the guys in uh, um, depth of like player nine through 13, probably, you know, and so we're talking about our, our Justin McCoys and our Will Shavers and probably our DeMarco Duns and maybe Tyler Nickel. Although if he shoots like he did at live action, that boy is going to get some burn, my friend. Um, but it's, it's that kind of thing. And so I wonder if those minutes or that necessity to kind of keep um, your lower in the rotation scholarship guys happy, if that's going to cut into some of those walk-ons minutes, that's something I'm interested to keep an eye on this year. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm interested in that too. One of the things that Roy did that I have a lot of respect for um, that I'll be curious to see if he does is if a walk-on had earned it, he didn't care if they were scholarship guy or not. He'd put them on the floor. Um, right. And, you know, we see that with, with his brother, Luke, which Luke was a preferred walk-on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, let's, we'll we're going to have to talk about that, make sure we get people straightened out there. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, even, but guys like Jackson Simmons, who we've talked about before on the pod. Great. Great uh, example. That's a guy that earned it, and he just came up there and played his tail off, and Roy will give him a shot because his job is to give the team the best chance to win, and he felt Jackson could do that. So I'm not saying Bo will do that, but. I'm curious if we have a walk-on that will help the team, if Hubert would prioritize them over maybe a lower-level scholarship guy. Yeah, that's good. Because they're they're bound to stick around, right? Like, as you just said a, a couple minutes ago, Bo is on this team just simply because he wants to be there and he loves this university and uh, is playing basketball at Carolina while his brother's playing football. Like, how fun is that? And so uh, another part of that depth conversation, that playing time conversation is – we're still trying to figure out how much coach Davis will legitimately use his bench and use his depth. 
this season. He's talked about it a lot this offseason that he wants to do that more. Clearly, they, they've been doing some time management, um, you know, like keeping uh, Caleb out of live action with some um, hamstring tightness or Puff out with that uh, kind of knee tightness or leaky load managing during that blue and white scrimmage earlier this summer. Like he's definitely really being concerned about getting less time, uh, less wear and tear on these guys. And so I think he's going to legitimately uh, really use his depth more, but I still don't get the the vibe that it will be coach Williams level depth usage, right? Like I, I think there's going to be an in-between of what coach Davis used last year. And I don't, I don't, I just don't foresee him getting to the level of coach Williams usage. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think we may see a high usage of the bench early. Um, and this is this is normal. This is natural. Right, um, right. You see it early, and then it tightens up. And I I got to say, you know, personal preference, I guess, I kind of prefer that. I, I always felt like, and listen, Roy Williams has forgotten more about basketball than I'll ever know. <laughs> but I just didn't like playing 10 guys, you know, in the ACC tournament and in the NCAA tournament. I like that rotation to be around eight, maybe nine. And I think Hubert will be more along those lines as well. Yeah, absolutely. Get more minutes for your best players. That's usually a winning recipe for basketball. Well, uh, you talked just a little bit about Luke being a walk-on, just like Bo is. And we got to help people understand the differences because walk-ons are not always made the same. We're going to talk about that right after I tell you about Built Bar. If you folks haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself. But guess what? There's good news because there's a brand new flavor. Brand new, delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite flavor, cookie dough chunk puffs, which have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, covered in 100% real chocolate. All of the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of having to make cookies. Plus, it's healthy for you. These puffs only have 160 calories. This is not Puff Johnson. This is Built Puffs. Only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein. So go get yourself a box of these right now for yourself or for your family. Oh, man, love these things because they're healthy and tasty. Man, chocolate-covered cookie dough with the light, fluffy texture. So good. Keep in mind, these are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar and grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKEDON15 and get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off at Built.com. So, Pac... Uh, just in the last segment there, you started to talk about Luke as a preferred walk-on. There's this, this story, there's narrative that people always love to bring up to try to make this, frankly, more than it actually was, if I'm being very honest. Oh, Luke May was a walk-on. He's the, the walk-on hero, and it's a whole thing. A little bit far-fetched. Is that is that accurate and fair to say, my friend? For sure, yeah. So, first of all, I mean, Luke was a three-star recruit out of high school, so we knew that Luke could play. We knew what he could bring to the table, but you know, he got what was called a preferred walk on because scholarships were taken up at North Carolina. And all that that means is, Hey, come to UNC, take a year, work your tail off, prove that you want to be here. And the second we have a scholarship open up, it's yours. So essentially 
the the next year's one of the next year's scholarships was already taken because we knew it was going to go to Luke. Um, that's that's a difference between you know a walk on and a preferred walk on. Preferred walk on is more than likely going to earn themselves a scholarship. That's right, absolutely, and. Luke ended up getting one his freshman year, like the way things played out, it opened up and he got one. And so I think there's going to be another narrative that people try to create where they say, Hey, Bo's a walk on just like his brother, Luke. And it's just, that's, that's not a, a fair way to look at it. Right? Like Luke, as you said, was only a preferred walk on until the scholarship was available. Bo is a legit, like walk ons walk on, right? Like that is who he's going to be. Um, now, at the same time, if there's anything we've learned from the Maymen, it is to not count them out. This dude, um, I think, is going to be able to ball and to play well, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what kind of role and niche he can carve out for himself as part of this team. Speaking of which, we got our first glimpse of that at Live Action Friday Night. We've already referenced it a little bit, but um, Pac, what did you see from Bo May coming into this game and, and making a legitimate impact right around the end of the first half. Yeah, well, obviously uh, he can shoot it and he has a real smooth stroke. I was impressed by that, uh, honestly, uh, because just like many, that was my first time to see him play live. Um, and I took away that one of the things I noticed about Bo was how comfortable he was early. Like, hey, this guy's a, you know, he's a, from an athletic family. He's a basketball player. I was just yeah. shocked by that. He looked comfortable. He moved well without the ball. Um, just did a lot of really good things with that. Um, he's likable, you know. He yeah. he hit those shots and he was smiling, running up and down the floor. Just seems like he's easy to get, easy to get along with type of guy. Um, and so yeah, those those were my takeaway and things that stood out to me. I know, and I love because it's like. You know, we've talked about like Tyler Nickel and the swagger he has. It's not like that type of thing, but there's it's more of like a calm, quiet confidence. I, I love mm -hmm. what you're talking about there. And I love like he just seems playful and fun, just like Luke was. And, and you know, Drake, Drake is I still because he's kind of the baby. I think he's finding his way with how to how to interact with media and stuff. But um, like I loved Bo's quote after live action. He said, Hey, we shoot it in the May family. <laughs> like I just love it. Right. Uh, so cool. And so um, really, really interested to see what happens with him. Um, because when you're able to do multiple things, well, right. It's not just an ability to shoot. Although that shot looks beautiful and smooth and repeatable. Like he is a willing passer, as we've already talked about, clearly can rebound the ball there's an opportunity here and, and I think we should talk about that. So let's, let's just move into a little bit of a preview of, of what to <laughs> expect for him. And I know, again, he's a, a legit true walk on, but I think we can make some observations about what we might see out of Bo this year. So Pac, what would you expect uh, his role to be or his place on the depth chart to be this season? Yeah, um, just going off of early observations and guesses, I think, you know, we're looking at probably your standard walk-on minutes. But as far as the walk-ons go, um, and time will, will tell us a little bit more, uh, he may be the best one we have. Um, and with his height, Of the walk-ons? Yeah, yeah, the walk-ons. And with his height and his weight, I mean, this is an instance where um, if Jalen's not fully healthy um, – if Pete Nance is in foul trouble uh, and Hubert 
doesn't trust Will Shaver to come on the floor or he doesn't want to go small ball, like Bo might get a shot there. I'm just being honest. You know, yeah. If, if, yeah. If, he, if he earns it and shows himself and proves himself in practice, then and Hubert trusts him, that might be something that's there. Uh, like I said, time will tell more. But there's roles and, and things that he could play if avenues opened up for that to happen. Uh, now, yes, some that's a long shot. But nonetheless, he could be a capable player for the Tar Heels. Um, if those yeah yeah absolutely I, I think you're spot on there like if if uh Jalen's health Jalen Washington's health continues to be an issue or he's not really able to come back full strength um man there there's an opportunity there for Bo to step in and, and you love that but yeah I mean I think the expectation is that he'll play pretty typical walk-on minutes but I I legitimately as you said wouldn't be surprised to see him rise to the top of that um the pecking order of the walk-ons and be 14th in the depth chart, just behind all the scholarship guys. And so like, like if you were asking me, Hey, make a bold prediction about Bo May this year, I could see a game where he comes out and does something like what he did in live action. And I know we can't take too much away from a scrimmage like that. However, if you can shoot, you can shoot as Tyler nickel has proved to us already. And I, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he got, I love your Jackson Simmons comparison. Like if he got some of that type of burn, there's no reason to think he couldn't come out in a game this year, scored double digit points, right? Hit a couple threes, a free throw, layup, something like that. And you're rolling, you're in business. And so, um, man, I, I there's a lot of possibility there. Anything from you pack a bold prediction? Yeah. Before I give my bold prediction, I do want to make, you know, a comment. We kind of talked about this for our listeners. We talked about this this in the Biscuit Boys podcast. Um, but these guys, don't underestimate them, right? They're better than mm. they are, right? Yes, these are, yes. They're not, sure, they may not be Division One scholarship athletes, but majority of them are good enough to play significant minutes at the Division Two level um, or lower. So they're really good. Um, and and Bo is probably the best walk-on we have. I'm just guessing. Um, so I think he... He's, he's really good. So when we say he could play, that's not, oh, man, like, golly, if we're playing him, we might not be what we thought we were. No, he's going to be he's going to be a capable player. So yeah. Just, yeah. just throwing that out there. But my that's a good word. That uh, um, we get a Roy Williams-esque bench clear in the first half, and Bo comes in, hits a couple tray balls, and sparks a UNC comeback. Don't know who it's going to be against. I just foresee – a walk on in the first half appearance and Bo lights up a couple threes and gets us going. Dude. Yes, absolutely. I love that. I love that. Well, man, it's exciting to think about what could be this year. We, as we've kind of talked about already, just to have these two guys competing on the two most prominent teams at the university uh, that are siblings so close in age, Bo and Drake are and, and excited, um, to see what they can do together. It's been fun to talk about Bo. It'll be fun to see what he can bring to this team this year and to keep that May legacy going. Well, folks, uh, this has been so fun. Thanks for tuning in. We've had a blast. Hopefully you have too. And that's it for today's episode. Uh, make sure you tune in the rest of the week. We're going to get you ready for the Duke football, the football game against Duke this upcoming weekend. Carolina football's turning some corners and we got some excitement to see what happens with it. Uh, we want to remind you, you can follow the show at Locked on Heels. You can follow Pack on Twitter at Coach 
K, excuse me, coach underscore K23. And you can follow me at Isaac Shade. You can email the show at lockedontarheels at gmail.com. Get more on the ACC by making Locked On ACC your second listen of the day. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of Locked On take you around the conference in 30 minutes, five days a week. Thank you so much again for tuning in with us. We hope that you have a great day because you know what? It's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. And we want to say, as always, until tomorrow, what is it, Pack? Peace. Peace.